Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That's me. I'm Peyton Sarton. And today we're doing an Ask P episode, but we have a very special guest. You want to introduce yourself? The one and only, they know who it is. <laughs> the name that doesn't need to be spoken. <laughs> Whenever you introduce yourself, do you say Joe Ross or Joseph Ross? I don't pay attention. I say, well, I usually say Joe, but recently in the last year or so, I started saying Joseph because I mumble a lot and uh -huh. I don't speak very loudly. So when I say I'm Joe Ross, they're like John Voss. <laughs> and I just like, ugh. so I just started saying Joseph and then Joseph. I, Roth. Yeah. That's how you say it. It's, I don't know. Maybe I just can't pronounce my own name. Well, it's a work in progress. 28 <laughs> years. Well, I will say I say Sartain when I say my last name sometimes because I just, it does look like that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. So I just say it because people yeah. get the better gist of how it's spelled. Well, I feel like usually they misspell Peyton. It's like yeah. a lot of P E Ys. Yeah. I've so had P E I G H T O N. <laughs> Sorry, any patents that's for that way. That's not like that uncommon for the name. What? I've never seen a patent spell like that literally ever, not even like a fake story. First of all, he looked like you just, when you said what? He looked like you're having a seizure. Joe and I were just talking about how he's very dramatic. And I was like, has anyone ever said you're dramatic? And he was like, nope, you're the first one. I was like, okay, I'm going to ask your brother and sister if they've I ever seen you dramatic. dramatic. She brings it out of me. No, the drama. That's what I get, like I said, for being with the baby of the family. You know? Just I don't putting know. on a I'm show. Not with the baby. <laughs> with the elder. You're with the elder. <laughs> the elderly over here. <laughs> okay, so we are actually uh, podcasting from the hotel room bed. We have a box set up between us and the mic's are on the box. I will say we are about six inches from each other. So <laughs> hopefully this James, audio is sorry. Terrible. Sorry if the audio is insane. But I wanted to have Joe on this episode of Ask P because I thought it'd be good to get a male perspective. And I will say sometimes when Joe's on the podcast, I try to edit quite a bit because sometimes he can be a little well dramatic, like we said, or judgmental. <laughs> judgy joe so maybe this time i'll let you see the real joseph <laughs> i mean all right i'll have to tame it down i just feel like if you're asking for my opinion then i get my own opinion okay here's the thing joe is very opinionated but i think you do know that like the you just deliver the opinion with so 
much force. <laughs> but force. I, think, I, think you, I think you do know, like you're not necessarily judgmental. That was a little bit no, extreme. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just. But he is very opinionated. That's. I don't want to. I don't want to give a like a very vanilla answer of like what someone's like. What do you think? So like when a, you're talking to the press, a strong opinion. Yeah, that's just like let me not say something that's gonna go viral for the wrong reason. I want um, all of you to just. Go ahead and go to Google and search Joe Ross interview. I almost said, I almost said your name wrong. <laughs> John Voss interview. <laughs> go look at Joe Ross post game interview and just look at his facial expression. And then that's how I, I, <laughs> <laughs> he looks scared. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like um, when I'm answering a question, I forget that there's a camera. So I'll like try to give a good response mm-hmm. that's not, you know, like any negative light on it or anything but then i also forget that there's a camera so then my face and like just my expressions also when they're asking the question sometimes in my head i'm like why are you even saying this and it's coming across my face pretty obviously well yeah but also they do have you guys pressed up like against the wall really like yeah with the mics so close and the camera so close it's like a fisheye camera yeah (laughs) get up against the wall and answer the question Uh, yeah, like. if y'all want to laugh and see what Joe looks like in this interview, just go look up post game Joe Ross interview. So, <laughs> anyways, like I was saying, we're in the hotel room right now. We spent all day on a boat for a fun date day. Really, it was for me because I had to shoot a partnership, but then we turned it into a little date day. We got some pub subs, we went to Fort Lauderdale. Sorry if you're from Fort Lauderdale. I don't think I want to go back. I think I'm more was, of a Miami girl. It, w- <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. I really haven't spent much time in Fort Lauderdale, but like seeing all the houses and things on the water. Yeah, the like houses that was are really, really nice. Cool. We didn't really explore Fort Lauderdale. Like we were on the boat and then well, we, we were, were in, by the beach. We were in downtown Fort Lauderdale. When we drove oh, through all that why. stuff, that's downtown Fort Lauderdale. Well, we didn't really give it. A full. I think we saw the best of the best of Fort Lauderdale. I think we saw those beautiful homes and all the yachts. That's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good stuff. If you're from Fort Lauderdale, hit her DMs with a very strongly worded opinion. She'll tell you about <laughs> it later. <laughs> okay, so I had you guys write in as usual for Ask P. If you guys are new here, you can always send an email to peytonsartan at gmail.com with the subject line ask p i have gotten quite a few so i don't know that i can answer every single one of them but i do continuously check that and we'll keep referencing back back to previous emails for ask p just you know because i want to try to get as many as possible so if you guys have a question definitely make sure to email that to me give me plenty of background details give me plenty of backstory so i understand the situation and i can give you the best advice that i possibly can so don't take joe and i too seriously we obviously don't really know your life and your situation and any other people involved in the situation and the most important person to trust in any situation in your life is yourself. (laughs) So don't necessarily take us way too seriously, but we will give you our opinions. And like Joe said, I don't want to give you anything like super vanilla. Like I want it to be (laughs) level-headed and balanced, but I don't want it to be like a boring answer where I'm just trying to like be political. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, a full answer of of trying not to offend someone. Yeah. Yeah. 
and please don't get offended by us. We honestly aren't judging you. If we have opinions about something, I promise we still think you're great and amazing and you're still welcome. And the note to self family plus Joe. Damn, I'm not in the family. <laughs> That's tough. I think that it's girls and gays only. It feels a little discriminatory. <laughs> Men. All right. <laughs> That's the follow-up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's just get into this. All right. So here's the first ask P. Okay. So I'm going to read the whole thing. Before we start, actually. Yeah. Okay. Are you responsible for the first, like reaction or the first answer to the question um you can react or you know look at me and then i have to kick the door down (laughs) (laughs) how about we just do whatever's natural (laughs) i just want to get i just want to get some more insight okay yeah you can you can respond to whatever question in whatever way you want can i ad lib mid-story no damn it this is her stage and you're just listening as an audience member right now exits stage left no, you're not even on the stage yet. Slam store. <laughs> Chased by Maury camera. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so she says, hey, Peyton, first and foremost, thank you for sharing your insight and radiance with the world. <sighs> it undoubtedly has a domino effect on those you reach. Secondly, my question for you and Joe is, have you ever received unsolicited advice regarding your relationship from close family and friends? If so, how do you handle it? Here's a little backstory. I'm 26 years old and have been dating my boyfriend for almost two years. In regards to our careers, I'm a pediatric ICU nurse who began doing travel nursing last July. Joe made a big face. That's a crazy job. Well, yeah, traveling nurses kill the game. That's why. Well, I was talking about the pediatric ICU nurse first. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Okay. My boyfriend is in his first year of medical school at age 27 with the goal of becoming an orthopedic surgeon. The timeline for this goes as follows. Three more years of middle school. Whoa. Three years of middle <laughs> school. <laughs> Three more years of medical school in Connecticut. Five years of orthopedic surgery residency if he matches in that specialty anywhere in the country, but hopefully Boston. One to two years of fellowship in orthopedic surgery. Again, could be anywhere in the country. Finally, becoming an attending physician and accepting a job where he's offered one at like 38 years old, so Mm -hmm. like 10 years. While he's not a professional athlete, I can relate to the part of us having to sacrifice ample time and energy for his career for the foreseeable future and having to pick up and move at any given stage across the country. Of course, that scares the fuck out of me. Being a nurse, I know doctors. I never intended or wished to date or potentially marry one, but here we are. Being a self-driven, independent person, I never pictured having to make big life choices based on someone else's path, but again, here we are. What attracts me most to him is that he has other passions in his life besides medicine. I love the way that we've been able to fuse our separate interests together. Over the past two years, he has shown me that despite how busy his life can be, he will always find a way to prioritize me and our relationship. And over the past two years, I've shown myself that I will always make choices that support me, my own career path, and the things that I seek in the world. I, like you, love love, but also I'm realistic. And after going through my own parents' divorce, will be putting my best foot forward to avoid that. From what I can gather about myself and my relationship, we're on the right track. A beautiful, but likely windy road with guaranteed up, guaranteed ups and downs. So have you ever had family or friends whom you love and respect and value give unsolicited advice or make vague comments regarding your relationship and fears of what might lay ahead of for you, your relationship or your future family, etc.? I want to believe that they are speaking out of love and concern, but I don't know. I would love to hear your hot takes, your responses, your thoughts. And then she says, thank you. If you read this, bless you. Also, you can use my first name. Go big or go home. 
<laughs> with love, Jenna. <laughs> Savage. Okay, hold on. Let me turn this. So have you ever had a family member give you unsolicited advice and about your relationship? Uh, short answer, no. Was it family and friends or just she family? You said family, I think. Okay. Well, let me look. Family. Well, family and friends. Okay. Family or friends. Well, honestly, for both, my answer is no on like unsolicited advice. I feel like if you're like having a conversation and then they, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's kind of an open conversation yeah. to like someone to give advice or just an opinion at all. But I can say I'm fairly certain I've never gotten like some truly unsolicited advice that I feel like usually that's like negative advice or negative opinion because it's like you didn't really ask. I mean, I don't know because my mom gives me a lot of unsolicited advice as many of our moms might. And usually it's because they want to like protect you and make you aware of any, you know, possible issues. Yeah. It's like when my mom tells me to do something safety wise, mm -hmm. she'll, she'll be like, call me when you get home or something. That's and I'm true, like, yeah. I'm literally 28 years old. Like why am I, I go home every day of my life mm -hmm. and today you're gonna make me call you. But she's like, I can't not say that to you mm -hmm. because I just have to, I'm just thinking about it it's now like and a, I just want to yeah, know. And she's like, but most other days I'm not thinking about it. So I just don't say it to you obviously um it's like top of mind i guess mm -hmm. so i think in my opinion if you know that it's coming from a good place like family you know your family who really does love you mm -hmm. maybe not your family who's like, like that weird jealous aunt or something who's like yeah. hates the world or something i don't know everyone has like that one family member you're like you're actually not doing this out mm -hmm. of love you're just being a bitch yeah. <laughs> I think it's if it's out of love, it's super annoying. It doesn't change how annoying it is, but I would normally just kind of ignore it because my mom does that shit a lot, as does my grandma. I'm like, I didn't. Okay, we're not even talking about that right now. <laughs> I feel like I am on the other end of of that where I feel like I don't get a ton of unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. So if someone does like share some opinion, I might be more willing to listen. Or at least not like brush it off. I'm not gonna like take it to heart every single time, but yeah. I'm not gonna just like dismiss it in a sense. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do with being the youngest. I don't know, cause me and we share a lot of unsolicited advice with Brooks. We just give him all yeah. the advice and he genuinely listens. Whereas you could share as much advice with me even that I wanted and I still won't listen to it. <laughs> That's true. Well, I also was gonna say like men versus women. I was yeah. curious. Cause you, your first reference was your mom. Yeah. I mean, my dad does too, but I, I feel like he's less comfortable. And also I feel like my mom knows more about my life than my dad does. So she has yeah. more unsolicited advice to give. Yeah. If my dad has to give advice, he just like does some generic stuff. And I'm like, didn't ask. You didn't really didn't have to tell me that. It's like my interview answer that there's no beginning or end. Yes. But that's my dad's <laughs> advice. He's like, well, you know, just go out there and do your best. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I was planning on at least that. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? So you never had anyone give you unsolicited advice really from your family? Mm, not really. I feel like I generally, I don't share when, I mean, really like Maybe that's everything. Why, yeah. I don't share a ton. So I don't obviously like, or not obviously, but me not sharing a ton means like I don't give them enough to work with, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And if it gets to the point where, someone i'm not like oh i met this girl let me tell my parents like next week or like right away you know what i mean yeah you maybe so maybe well I don't know, i'm having trouble formulating 
an opinion on this. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, yeah, I usually just try to handle things myself. And then later on, if I need advice, I ask. So, but generally, so no. <laughs> yeah. No, so Long story good. short, no. <laughs> I was really trying to comb my memory. I just, there. I know how that feels. It's freaking annoying, but I do know when, like, the it's the family members who I do know are speaking out of not concern, but they're just like, okay, I have to say this. It's mm -hmm. all, again, like the mom saying, wear your seatbelt. You're like, yeah. I know. She's like, okay, I just have to say it. Okay. Like, I can't not say it. Mm -hmm. I feel like if someone does give you unsolicited advice, like they've really, it's usually like, like you said, they really care mm -hmm. and like they don't want you to not go down the wrong path. Yeah. But like at least make sure you're like fully aware of what's going on. Okay. We're going to move on to the next one because we could just talk into oblivion about that. Yes. Sorry. I was trying to not <laughs> breathe into the mic too hard right there. <laughs> James, take that out. Joe just burped. <laughs> I tried to play it off, but then you were staring right at me when I turned around. You tried to play it off. It was a full burp in your mouth. How are you going to play that off? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. Let's see if she said. Okay. So she... I'm just going to call this. <laughs> Do you just hit a high note right there? <laughs> I'm going to call this girl C. Okay. She says, hi. First, I'll have to say the obvious. I'm obsessed with you and think you're uh, absolutely killing everything you do. Okay. Cheesy opening out of the way. Let's get into it. Joe, why don't you wake me up like that every morning? I'm obsessed with you. And they'd be like, okay, cheesy enough. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> every morning. That's what I want from you. And. $300 in cash. <laughs> okay. And she ruined it. Okay. So she says, for starters, I am very like you in the way that I loved being single. Loved it. I'm a party girl with an extremely fun and close group of best friends that I've taken on my 20s with. I thrived being single and truly had zero interest in dating until I met my boyfriend who changed everything. We've only been together a few months, but he's changed my entire life. And I mean that fully. So here's where it gets fun. My entire life, I've wanted to pursue influencing social media, that realm. She says influencing slash social media. I have a pretty solid small following on all platforms and love doing it. I've always known I wanted to pursue it full time. And these days, dating shows get that done pretty fast. You get a huge following from it. And if you're smart, you can make the most of it. Not everyone's route, but I know I would be good at it. What's the problem? I got a huge offer from an HBO dating show to be on it. Yes, HBO. This could literally change my life. The problem, I don't want to date. I'm with someone who I think could be the one. What the fuck do I do? On one hand, this is my life and my career that could change, and I would never advise one of my friends to choose a guy over their life or career. But this specific instance is so different. I've wanted two things my whole life, a boyfriend who treats me the way he does and to pursue influencing. How do I pursue my dream while also losing something I've always dreamed of? And if I don't take it, how do I handle giving up a life-changing opportunity? You're a queen for your career and you and Joe and you and Joe were a few of the only people that made being in a relationship seem fun. What would you do? How would Joe react? Please, please, please help sending you all the success in the world. Thank you so much. I can't wait for you to answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm very conflicted right now. Okay. Well, talk us through your, this is a good, this is a good <sighs> practice of Joe being um, communicative. You know how sometimes you just like let stuff happen in your brain and I'm like, can you speak the words that are happening in your brain well, right now? <laughs> okay. So I feel like uh, 
I mean, it seems in general, is that too loud? It seems like she obviously is very happy with her boyfriend. I don't remember exactly how long she said they were dating. If she mentioned that, okay. So it seems like that's been going very well, which I feel like is hard to just like one pass up in general, but then two to like ditch for like a straight up dating show, like kind of a replacement type thing. My initial instinct was like, if she really likes this guy and she's like clearly doing it just to like boost her kind of social media presence and like Mm -hmm. growth. I feel like there's always, and I don't want to use this term in like a, in a bad way. I don't mean a negative way, Mm -hmm. but like someone who's like trolling on the show kind of. And I also feel like producers, I'm sure at some point of some reality show have been like, Ooh, we should like get this person on. Like clearly she's not going to win or he, you know, this person or whatever they, Mm -hmm. they're obviously not going to win, but like, let's throw them in the mix and like really, you know, spice things up. Be like a standout. Yeah. Yeah. I, Oh God. I'm gonna, I'm well, I was going to say that was my initial like thought. As so I was, you think that like she could play that part well? Yeah. I mean, if that's it could, okay. because her end goal is like her social media presence mm-hmm. and she does have this boyfriend that she's all about. And it sounds like he's all about her. So like if he was cool with it, I feel like as the significant other that could be like tough for many reasons, like mm-hmm. obviously you're not supposed to say anything about the show then people are probably asking a ton of questions. He's got to like not, you know, spill the beans. And then like maybe even if that was the plan, like imagine if he like she falls for the guy or I'm assuming it's a guy (laughs) on the show. You know what I mean? Like just so many, so many things that could happen. That was my initial thought. Mm -hmm. And then if, I mean, I guess if that's not in the playbook, then like is becoming a social media or I guess is gaining a social media presence like more important than a possible relationship that's been going really well. Well, that's what she's saying. She wants two things pretty equally, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to give up her career for all of for a boy, but she also doesn't want to give up the boy for her career. Does she think this is her only opportunity? I know it's a big like a well, great I don't head know, start. I don't know if she thinks it's her only one, but that's the que- that's the opportunity yeah. in question. So Maybe I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> you are. Like We're good. I like the microphone. Oh, God. <laughs> good job thinking out well, loud. I always I ask still... Joe to think out loud. And he rarely ever does it. So we're proud of him. The fact that you just pet me and then stroked my hair. and then Well, because you had it. It was like alfalfa coming out. The hair tie is not doing it for you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I stand by my first statement. I feel like my power move would be go on the show, be fake interested. Okay. Like, but what if he's not? He's not into that idea. He says, okay, they have a She's the one that emailed in. Ain't nobody asking about him. <laughs> I know, but she doesn't. You think you're <laughs> missing what's going on here? Completely. She's essentially saying, what if she has to choose? If it comes down purely with all these alternative options to having to choose, I feel like in this situation, choosing the show over the boyfriend is not what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> you had me really on yeah. <laughs> Because I, I feel like, uh, you do know, I no, I just, I feel like that's, I don't know. I don't want to say wrong, but mm-hmm. I just feel like if things are going so well with this one thing that you you've wanted for so it. long. So you wouldn't do that. Like you wouldn't choose the show over your girlfriend personally. No. 
but what would you do if your girlfriend wanted to go on the show? And she said, maybe she said, Hey, I'm in love with you. Here's my plan. I'm going to go on and just be kind of like a drama starter. I don't really know like the layout of the show because every yeah, show is so yeah. different, but what would you, what would your reaction to that be? If I was like, Hey Joe, I'm actually going to go on the show. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Because there are so many dating shows now, like, and I feel like the way some of the shows work, it's like, Oh, you're going to be on a show, but you don't know specifically what the show is. Mm -hmm. Like if you were like, Hey, I'm going to go on the bachelor and do this. I wouldn't be ecstatic about it. Maybe I would come around. Right now, if I said I was no, 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 I'm saying if in her shoes, like okay. in their shoes, yeah, yeah. maybe I would come around. Probably not. I think I would kind of just be like that. Kind of hurts that you would. There like, is an element to it that is romantic and publicly romantic, so I can see why that would yeah, hurt. Like I feel like it would really hurt to see you even like fake fall for someone on mm -hmm. TV, and then like the guys. If you make it past like one day, I feel like the guys. Well, like, then all your family and friends are like, "Isn't that your girlfriend?" Yeah, and <laughs> but like, I'm saying like no. the the singular star of the show is like yeah. probably trying to hook up with her, and mm -hmm. you're just like, "Oof, that's tough." But then we've seen like F Boy Island and some mm -hmm. of these other shows, and like if you were on that show, I'd 100 percent be out. <laughs> like one wouldn't even consider it. <laughs> would just be like, mm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then like slowly pack all my things up yeah. and then just walk out the door. <laughs> Well, well, first thing I think you should consider, because I have quite a few friends who are on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and things like that. And some of them have done, I mean, most of them have done incredibly well. I will say that many of them who I spoke to, my friend Katie included, she's actually on episode like eight of Note to Self. She was on bachelor and then she was on bachelor in paradise and now with her social following she's a pretty large following but she's like peyton all i fucking care about is my dating life and i think katie shares really fun like engaging content i enjoy her stories she i just think she's fun and funny and like literally just the sweetest kindest person and absolutely stunning so i follow her for various reasons but she's like the bulk of my audience only wants love stuff they want bachelor drama so I'm assuming it's not The Bachelor because it's HBO. Mm -hmm. And I know The Bachelor has like a very specific fan base, mm -hmm. whereas like all these like dating Netflix shows and stuff that are coming out are different. I feel like it's a little less involved. I do think though in the influencer space, not to knock anyone who's ever done that because it's not a knock. It is an easy way to gain, well, not easy. It can be kind of traumatizing. It's <laughs> like The <laughs> Bachelor's sure. where you brought yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. And like, you're like, yeah. And, and so many ways. Um, Go listen to that episode if y'all haven't heard it. She talks about the whole, you know, backstory ins and outs of getting on The Bachelor and then Bachelor in Paradise, all this stuff. So anyways, I do find that in the influencer world, that kind of pigeonholes people into a certain persona. And it might take a little while to knock yourself out of it. Um, like imagine the people on, what did we just watch? Ultimatum. You didn't watch it with me. Um, um, Love is blind. Love is blind. I do think, true. yes, it does gain you a following, but it is a very specific kind of following. I don't think personally I could have done something like that. It's just not, first of all, I can't function on TV that long. There's no way. Uh, it's too public. There's too many people around, but I don't personally think it's a good way to gain a following nowadays, especially with how many 
people are doing it. I think the easiest way to get a following right now is just to get on TikTok and create so much content <laughs> that some of it has to do well and then just can continue to do that. That's like, this is the craziest time for a platform to pop up like this. Like it just, everyone's getting so good at this so quickly from mm -hmm. their home and they don't have to go on a, on a reality show. That being said, I don't know how big this reality show is going to be. So I really can't yeah. make that judgment. I just know personally, I wouldn't do it in general for the sake of my career. Though I do know the, you know, odd guys out who do a really fucking good job getting launching their career after like uh, Hannah G from The Bachelor. She did a really good job. And I equate her with The Bachelor, but not as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And you never saw her on The Bachelor. I don't think I saw she her. She wasn't on the show. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't watch or, the when season. You, yeah, she didn't watch this. You went I, on the season. I kind of want to piggyback on what you just said. I feel like the, and kind of what I was saying earlier mm -hmm. about like, you know, you could go be the troll if you really like, air, yeah. air quotes troll, like for fun, if you really want to just uh, get a following. But then I was thinking about it as you were saying that, and I feel like the people who maybe they have the most success after the show it's like the fan favorite that didn't win that everyone loves kind of thing. Yeah. And that's a Not very specific person to be. Yeah. yeah. And they were like genuinely in it. Yeah. That, so. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You have to truly be there for the right reason kind of thing. So yeah, it's kind of hard. So one, I mean, even without the boyfriend, I personally, I'm just like not into so far my friends experiences being on shows like that and gaining a following. But that's also me speaking from my position I've been doing this for six years now so like it's easier for me to say when I know it's really difficult to grow on Instagram right now mm. though I'm telling you TikTok that's the one did did she mention how old she was by the way or no mm -mm. I'm assuming only because I was thinking if she was really young like that might not be like I don't want to say the best way to like catapult your career but it's like I was going to say, like, you're so young, you have obviously plenty of time to mm -hmm. grow your following. And it sounds like what she's doing already, she's enjoying. Yeah. So, like. I mean, I do uh, understand and sympathize with the fact that it is really difficult to grow right now. But I'm telling you, it's just TikTok. You've got to get on TikTok. YouTube's a, a bitch right now, too. TikTok and podcasts are going the best for me. If you're trying to grow on something, I would say TikTok's the one. Actually, podcast is doing well because of TikTok. Okay, so also to continue with the boyfriend, I, again, this is just my own experience. I don't think I could have done that just to Joe, but that's just me knowing Joe. And I think even when we had just kind of decided, you know, a few months in that we really liked each other and we saw this going like a lot further, I think that you might have tried to be cool with it and tried to be like, let's say we're talking about going on as like the troll or whatever. Even if you would have said you're okay with it, I feel like I would have known that you probably wouldn't be. Even if you were trying to be a team player. In the last three minutes of us talking about this, I think I've decided I would be out 100% <laughs> either way. <laughs> if you were serious or not. I feel like when I was first answering, I'm like, hmm, well, you're trying maybe to feel, I yeah. could see, yeah. I was like playing, trying to play both sides. Like, would I, would this be okay? It would, it would really depend on your commitment to like, yeah. just trying to well, gain a following. Also maybe he, wants to gain a following and then they her doing do it it's yeah. like a combo move we're doing here i don't really know th that whole backstory i'm just saying for me yeah it's just i just moving parts. i don't love the reality tv show fan base mm -hmm. not my favorite and i don't think that i would be able to leave you for that 
I mean, I don't think I would. I just, I feel like you wouldn't be cool with it. And then I probably wouldn't be cool with it either. But again, that's easy for me to say because I would never just do reality TV. Not only just because of the fan base, I also feel like it's a lot of pressure and it just looks exhausting. Well, I was, yeah, speaking of exhausting, I feel like they film at like the worst possible times I of the know. day to like drive you insane. And then they're like, oh, why? Everyone's like, why is she so crazy? Why is he so crazy? It's like, it's load 5 you up yeah. yeah, it's 5 a.m. And we're all trying to date the same person. And yeah. I haven't eaten since yesterday. Okay, so again, like I said before, y'all do what you y'all do what you want to do because Joe and I obviously don't know the situation. I'm just saying, would I do that? No, probably not. But if you make it though, let us know because I I want to watch <laughs> and like. I'll I'll, I'll remember her name in the back of my mind. We'll see. All right. Next, are you ready for this one? That was a good question. I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was good. You did have eight different answers. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like I should go first and last. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. We're going to call her V. Okay. Hi, Peyton. First, just want to say thank you for using the podcast as a platform to use your voice. Your perspective and energy is so empowering. Feels like I'm listening to my older sister or the kind of girl I, I aspire to be. Seriously, I feel like I can rule the world after listening to your episodes. I keep getting the same comment about the show recently and about YouTube too, is that it doesn't feel condescending. Oh, your podcast? Yeah. Oh, you said the show and I was like, which show well, are we talking this about? This is the show. Sorry. I was, That's how they refer to I'm it in the biz. I'm new here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in the family, if you guys can recall. You're not in the fam, which is so cool because I feel like sometimes as I'm sitting here recording a podcast, it can be really hard to not come off condescending, you know? Like mm -hmm. if you think you're important enough to like put a mic in front of yourself and report yourself opinion. talking yeah. you. People are coming to me for the answers, yeah. <laughs> I think it's easy to um, come off very condescending, so I'm really happy that y'all do not feel condescension. That's why you gotta sprinkle <laughs> in a little, but I don't know though at the end, that's, that's my go-to. That's give, Joe's favorite. Give some advice and then just salt bay a little, but I don't know <laughs> he at says, the end. He says, I don't know after. <laughs> Every opinion. Or start with, I no, mean, I don't know. Can <laughs> you sound but. like you don't know? I've got it okay, we're, we're back into the question. So, my boyfriend and I have been long distance on and off since March 2020. I'm graduating a year earlier than him and I've decided to accept a job in my favorite city during my gap year before law school. So, it'll be about two hours apart. Everyone's going to law school and med school. Y'all are going wild. Game, yeah. We're pretty set on committing to doing long distance as we both still have many years of post-grad school. He's applying to med school, so our 20s are gonna be chaotic. These people make us look like we do not know what we're doing with our lives. Yeah, we're just damn. like, like <laughs> okay. the job in my favorite city and podcast. I'm going to med school and he's in law school and my dog is in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, jeez. My dog graduated yeah. already with honors. Now, Joe and I are just sitting here. I, Honestly, don't have any clothes on. We just ate Chinese food in the bed, and now <laughs> yeah. we're recording in the same spot. In so. the bed. Okay. So I, I had a question on how you and Joe keep communicating on the day-to-day -day fresh during the time you two are long distance. My boyfriend loves to text like every detail of happenings as he goes about his day, whereas I will sometimes not really respond or send detailed messages because I really value the time we get to spend over the phone and FaceTime. I find that when we're texting all day, FaceTime can sometimes feel dry and then it makes me miss him more. How do you and Joe balance out different forms of communicating while long distance? 
Side note, seeing the life y'all have been able to build and set the foundation for while in the pandemic, long distance is so motivating. Being in love is a beautiful thing and makes people do things they never thought they would do before meeting the person who changed their life forever. Thanks in advance. Please keep doing what you're doing. XOXO. Wow, Joe, you're inspiring. Inspo. <laughs> you're inspo. Um, I feel like this is you to lead off, at least. Okay, so we actually had this conversation earlier on in our relationship because we started out long distance. So we kind of had to figure that out pretty quickly and what worked for us. Joe was definitely a texter. I, like you, valued the FaceTime and I told him basically why it's because I really am a quality time person. And so he really took that to heart and we started FaceTiming every night. And honestly, not talking. I feel like when we were in, when I was in L.A., we talked a lot less during the daytime. Now we talk a little bit more just because we're logistically trying to figure out moves and like it's a lot of like specifics. Right. Yeah. It's not just like pointless texts. It's more so yeah. like planning. And, and when I lived in LA, and- I was my and so in my own little world and my own apartment, all that stuff. There was nothing for me to talk to Joe about, mm-hmm. really, unless I just like thought about him or something like that. So we really did do the nightly FaceTime. That's what we really enjoyed. We tried to fill it as much as possible with good conversation, talking about our day. Of course, that still gets dry. Right now, we're at a point where we were just talking about this, where because we already live together now uh, and we see each other, you know, every so often, we're about to be back in the same apartment like next month-ish. We get on FaceTime now in the evenings and we're literally like, we don't have anything to talk about to the point where... A couple days ago, we were like, should we just like get on FaceTime for like literally 10 minutes and get off? Like we don't need to be like (laughs) having full fledged like heart to hearts every single night now. Yeah, I feel like early in any relationship, it's super easy to stay on the phone Mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, you're getting to know someone like new conversations happen all the time Mm -hmm. and it's not hard to like fill up time on the phone. Well, like it passes really fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you're like nervous to talk to someone and then you like can't spit any words out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like generally I was always more into texting just because I feel like it was easier for me. It was more convenient, Mm -hmm. but I will admit it's definitely harder. I feel like to build a relationship with anyone like only texting and not over FaceTime. They have been long distance on and off Mm -hmm. since March, 2020. So they're like, they know each other. Long distance on and off, as in like sometimes long distance, sometimes together. Not I like guess so. Not like on and off and long distance. Because um, I was a little confused by that actually. Long distance on and off. I think that they've been long distance on and off. Not that they've been on and off in their relationship. But sh- she's going to med school and he's going to law school. Switch. She's going to law school. He's going to med school. Flex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually, I don't even know if one, you could say one is harder. I don't know. I don't know. Med school's longer. Yeah. I couldn't have gone to med school, but I could have gone to law school. Well, that was my plan. True. They would have both been fucking hard, but I, I feel like med school, my brain's not right for med school. Maybe it's just one person has a brain for one and one person has a brain for the other. What are you a brain for? Neither. I was going to somehow make a joke about that. <laughs> you just beat me to the punch. Um, well, actually, Joe's dad's a doctor. His mom's a nurse. His sister's a, a doctor. doctor. I, I would say med school, probably. 
I feel like science is always was always very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I really applied myself, it would have been more interesting. And then maybe med school like could have been a thought in my head. I'm not gonna say like a possibility. <laughs> I was not gonna go that far. But I hear my sister like when she comes home or we we're all together at some mm-hmm. point. She has conversations with my parents a lot of the time. Well, yeah, with both my parents, and she's like explaining you know what was happening and this really interesting patient and like all the things that she thought was going on uh-huh. it's like you know just the life of a doctor yeah and i could not have been less tapped into a conversation <laughs> like it wasn't well, that i wasn't interested details, exactly though. and i've i've been around them and like i know a little bit just from being in the house with doctors mm-hmm. like my whole life but i'm like there's no way any of this would be retained in my head for like more than 10 minutes there's no chance well so you have to like get on some Adderall for sure 100 yeah. <laughs> joe's pretty extra ADD. straight yeah <laughs> um well shout out to frankie yeah the shout chief out to frankie. resident yeah i think this coming year chief i think the frankie? i think the i'm gonna say i'm assuming the medical year ends mm-hmm. like soonish okay i have no idea well, I'm just trying to like recall. So yeah. I think like later this year, she will be chief resident. So shout out Frankie, if you're listening. <laughs> She's killing it. Yeah. Okay. So we're Speaking talking about ADHD, communication. We were, way on top. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about communication styles. So um, yes, you and you preferred texting because it was more convenient. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. They aren't building a relationship really. They're, yeah. Your brains probably too, like if y'all are both in school, like I can imagine your brains are fried. So some days you just want. You just can't space. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say for me, for, you know, if Joe and I were in a situation like this, I think that FaceTime is very valuable. I think that quality time spent that way is the best way you can do it long distance. Um, as well as, you know, well, Joe will send me cute little things. Like just do things that you're playing to each other's love languages. That's cause that's also a cute, part or a way to communicate really you would send me sushi that's you communicating with me (laughs) i feel like with their extremely busy schedules between the two of them and like the amount of studying and whatnot i feel like the quick facetime like we you were saying earlier Mm -hmm. would probably be the best way because like you don't you can't sit there for two hours and talk yeah every day like if you can one day great but like if you just facetime real quick and like Hey, well, I have 10 minutes, like, what are you up to, blah, blah, blah. They're like literally in a similar, not with the schooling part, but they're in a similar time frame to us. So imagine, like, we know each other as well as we know yeah. each other. When Joe starts playing, he's playing for eight months straight. Like, literally, he had one day off, and that's what I came here to Florida for. And we made the most of that, <laughs> that For <day>. sure, yeah. <laughs> we did everything that we possibly could. So, yes, very busy and, like, similarly busy. Not that mm-hmm. we're doing the same things. But I think if you're both in a busy situation where your brains are fried, you're going to be absolutely exhausted. You're going to be excited to talk to each other. But I wouldn't put too much pressure on talking for a really long time. In my experience, I feel like that just makes us, like, get into arguments. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. If we're just, like, just sitting there, like, being like, what's going on today? Like, yeah. We kind of just say now at this point, we're like, what'd you do today? And it's mm-hmm. the same shit every day that you do and the same shit that I do. So it's just not a super interesting conversation anymore. But I think <laughs> I I think that the reason that we can kind of talk on the same page is because it's been the same timeline. And I think right now for Joe and I, short, quick conversations, we're really excited to talk to each other and get it all out for a second and then get off the phone so we can sleep or work or do whatever else we need to be doing. Yeah. I mean, you're 
like pretty thorough. <laughs> well, I was going to say just busy, like even if you're not actively out of the house, like you're working and doing stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I just feel like even if it's the quick call, it's the easy thing to do. Yeah. I think that's a good way to communicate. Also, it just keeps you guys like feeling free and like you're still focusing on your own life and your mm-hmm. own like work without feeling like the other person is asking too much of you when you literally have so I'm assuming you're giving as much as you possibly can give. (laughs) And I feel like because they're both doing something so intense, they like can understand instead of like one person being in law school and the other person like. You're kind of on the same exact page. Yeah. Agreed. Whereas right now I have, I have no like set schedule. So sometimes I'll just call Joe and like at 1 PM and be like, why aren't you talking to me? (laughs) What's going on? <laughs> Love the text that's literally, yeah, why aren't you talking well, to me? You know what I'm really Three looking for is like a reason to stop working in the middle of the day so I can talk to you. And Joe like goes to workouts and does his like arm rehab thing. And then he comes here to the hotel and sleeps for three hours. <laughs> and I'm like, sometimes what are you, you doing? Got, sometimes you got a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you mean every day? <laughs> sometimes you got a nap. And Joe's when you're, rest. your other person is calling you like how could you be asleep in the middle of the day you're like uh my job is done i'm just getting a quick little shut eye and then i'll be back and then i'll be back and i can watch tv (laughs) what i do after i wake up is my business okay (laughs) okay we'll do one more question i actually haven't screened this one yet the other ones i read and was like okay those are gonna be good so let me read this and we'll this is surprise to me too okay Okay, we'll also call this one Jay. She says, hi, Peyton, love your podcast and all your content. I know you talk a lot about single life, kind of from the perspective of someone in their early to mid-20s, since that's your experience. I'm wondering what advice you've had, you'd have for someone who's 29 turning 30 this year, if there's anything different. I recently got out of a relationship I knew wasn't right for me, but it's really hard to be single at this age. I feel like there's so much societal and self-imposed pressure around having your shit figured out by 30, like career, home, man. I feel like I do kind of have my shit together in all areas except for my love life. I also want to have kids, so I feel more pressure because of that. I'm on Hinge, but TBH, I don't know if I'm ready to be on there since my relationship ended pretty recently in March. But I'm scared that once I turn 30, guys aren't going to want to date me uh, or they'll have their filters to end at 29 or something. Thanks for your help, Jay. Okay, so I talk a lot about single life, obviously, from my own perspective being 28. And so I'm very wary to speak on someone being 29, 30, like older than me. Mm-hmm. But that's not really that much. I'm turning 29 at the They're end of this like year. 90 yet. <laughs> I know, but I think there's a stigma around 30 that I haven't mm-hmm. put in my own brain. She said self-imposed. Yeah. Like, I feel like because I'm not turning 30 right now, I don't feel that self-imposed thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk like I won't feel it because I probably haven't. will. Yeah. You know? Well, one, we all know this is a whole societal construct. It's not real. Time isn't real. (laughs) I won't go there. I won't go there. Okay, I won't go there. I think that a lot of my friends have gone over the hump of 29 to 30, you know, into their early 30s now. And I only see many of them getting happier and happier and more beautiful and more rich and more experienced and more interesting. So I think this is actually like such an exciting time. I, I always think that fresh off a breakup, once you get over like the hump of like 
the sadness because I think women, I think we process it pretty quickly. I think men kind of avoid it at first and then it hits them later when there's a big breakup like this. And women, we kind of just mourn the loss and we're able to move on a little quicker. That's the generalization, of course, but I think that's, stand, that's typically what I see with most of my friends even. Mm-hmm. And I think you're smart to think, okay, it's, I just was in a relationship in March. Like, do I need some time? And I understand the need and you, you kind of feel forced or rushed, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think you need to go on your own timeline. So if you know if you need more time, if you need more free time on your own, I think you're going to have to fight that self-imposed turning 30 feeling as much as possible and just trying to kind of immerse yourself. I know TikTok has a strong corner for this, but there's a lot of women on there in their early 30s, early to mid 30s, who talk a lot about how their 30s are the best times of their life. They're traveling a lot. Some of them are single. Some of them are in new relationships. Immerse yourself with people with that same mindset because then you just start thinking it yourself. Like I'm not even... I'm not in my early 30s yet, but I follow all of them and I'm like, all right, well, I feel better about this. <laughs> I feel good about approaching it, honestly. You also saying you have, you kind of have your shit together in all areas except for your love life. Like that's something to be really proud of. It takes a lot of time to get your work and like money situated. I don't know what you do for your job, but for me, it's taken me quite a long time to feel proud and comfortable in that respect. And that literally just happened to me at 28. And I'm like, as long as I have that, like I know personally that I'm going to be okay. And I can, I have a way to take care of myself and a little nest egg and like a plan for moving forward. So I think that you need to celebrate that and treat that just as seriously as your love life, honestly, if not more seriously, because that's going to be your stability for the rest of your life man or or no man mm-hmm. but yeah i think this i think coming off of a breakup and entering into like a new phase is actually just so exciting y'all know i love new beginnings i always talk about it so once you've mourned and you feel like you're you're chilling again i wouldn't also be worried about men not wanting you because you're 30 i feel like you're not going to want men like that anyways so it kind of weeds out the guys taking my speaking <laughs> we had the same morphed brain well i'm glad you were gonna say that look at well, you okay okay you, you go i won't steal any more of your points oh my thunder <laughs> well i was just gonna say i mean obviously i can't speak for the woman's perspective on anything let alone mm-hmm. like turning 30 or being 30 and yeah, all that the whole societal um, thing yeah and but like obviously i under, i can't understand like the pressure of if you want to have kids like the window mm-hmm. um of that happening but well, I you feel can't like, really understand that either. No, I'm saying like you're I, sympathetic I, to it. I understand that the the window is a thing, and then yeah, like that's being a 30, factual. That, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Not yeah, not that I know. <laughs> but yeah, like I guess what you were saying, and I was going to say is the the anxiety of like men not wanting me because I'm 30. Yeah, like you probably don't want to be with that guy anyways. If that's like the mm-hmm. thought process, and also I feel like. On top of that, as a like a guy, like if I'm 28 and I met someone that was older than me, or if we're the same age and you're mm-hmm. 30 or whatever, 31, 32, whatever it is, I feel like uh, there's kind of like the internal, I don't want to say pressure, but like as the guy to like realize, oh, I have to like, I can't just like BS and like. Yeah, you have to like take them more seriously. Mess around. Yeah. yeah, like they are expecting more. So I have to like actually um, show up. Yeah, show up and be accountable, which I feel like one weeds out like half the people because they're like, eh, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And then the other half that is interested in that, it's kind of an immediate sign to you 
like, oh, he might actually be for real. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, two sides to the coin on that one. I, d- I think it does definitely narrow down when, when you get to the point where you're actually dating. Mm-hmm. Another thing about the kids is a lot of my friends, and this isn't my first, I mean, I know plenty of women who have had children well into their thirties, but I'm not going to say, obviously that isn't a concern, you know, even like in my mind as well right now, my mom had my little brother when she was 32, I believe. And that went fine for her. So I'm hoping, you know, things are going to go well for me. How old? I was just going to say what you were saying earlier about like the financial aspect of just like as an adult, like growing and, and earning more money and being more financially secure mm-hmm. and just like in general life getting better. Cause you're not like struggling. This is all actually an assumption, I guess, as mm-hmm. you go on. But like, if that's the case, you know, you're more comfortable and you can do more and like, there's just less, uh, anxiety around like that whole aspect of your life. So Which makes like, everything in your life so much better. Yeah. Um, so maybe you meet someone out at a nice restaurant and not on the internet. Well, here's what I would do. And I mean, you know, who knows? I feel like we're going to stay together for a long time, but like, I'm trying to picture what if we broke up and I'm, you know, next year when I'm right about to turn 30 or maybe I'm in my early thirties. If we broke up, there's a funny part to this and there's a serious part to this. The funny part, I am actually being serious, but it just is still kind of funny. First thing I would do is free some of my ex. A lot of my friends have been doing this actually. And of course, if you're saying you're financially like pretty solid and you're feeling comfortable there, then I don't think it is a huge problem with that. Of course, it's a privilege to be able to do that. And some people uh, don't get that, you know, experience, but I would totally do that. That would be my first thing. I might do it even if we don't break up, like just, just in case my friend, Lindsay Harrod, she has a social media presence. She's like a fitness guru. She well, actually like an actual personal trainer. I don't want to say fitness guru. Cause that makes her sound like she's, she's just like, <laughs> just yeah. like on the internet. Smoking mirrors. She has amazing workouts and everything, but she's also shared her journey with freezing her eggs recently. Cause I believe she just turned 33 and she was like, I just felt like I needed to do that for myself. So I could feel very firm and confident in the fact that I had that done. Um, so I would do that one just so I can feel similar to how you're saying your finances are. You could just feel like you got it like kind of under control, mm-hmm. you know, just in case. A little bit of the weight off your shoulders. Yeah. And then I would only, I mean, it depends on my financial situation. I I have fantasies of me at 35 being like either a cougar, because you could, because you're not at that point too old for people. Like I know people who are 35 who hang out with kids that are younger than them, not kids, but like people who are younger than them. And at the same time, you could date guys that are much older. So like, let's say a gazillionaire who's like 60 years old and you're like, not like a silver fox. You're not too young. So you're not like shit on and not taken seriously, but you're not like, he still sees you as younger than him. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, damn, I look around at my friends in Dallas. Sometimes I'm like, if Joe and I didn't work out, I'm never, I'm never falling in love again. This is love is really scary. (laughs) Joe leaves the house and I'm like, please be careful. (laughs) Please don't, please don't let anything happen to you. I would literally go find some silver Fox rich guy and just marry for money and uh, live my best life. So that's what I would do. 
And I'm not really even joking that much. I'm not going to dive into that, but I do want to backtrack <laughs> a little bit. Is 35 the beginning of being a cougar? I feel like it was. I so it was 35 is that. apparently the uh, women's a woman's sexual peak is at 35. That was data that was shown like a long time ago, but that's kind of like the general consensus is like men peak sexually at like 17 and women peak sexually <laughs> at like 35. <laughs> I always, I don't know what, like where I got this idea from. I just assumed that cougar like started at like 40. Cause yeah. I always thought like 30s, like well, you're I think, still I like, think like you can be called very, a cougar if you're lively, but like, well, you can be called a cougar if you're 25 and you date someone who's 19. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter if, Cougar is a term you can use. Can you? Yeah. People can be like, uh-huh, I'm a cougar. Not like really. I feel like if it's 25 and 19, they're like, ooh, cradle robber. Like It's <laughs> like it goes the other way. They're like more emphasis on like how young they are versus how old. Not necessarily you know? when it's a woman and a man. I guess I didn't really, I didn't know that played. Well, cougar is, it applies to a woman well, who I dates know, a man who's younger. I was talking more about like the cradle robbing. It just was like someone was so young. <laughs> well, they're not 17. That's illegal. But in some states. <laughs> <laughs> James, take that out. We just watched so much SVU. I feel like. I, okay. James, anyways. please don't make Joe sound like he's. I didn't mean that in a weird way. Was, uh, I know. But, but anyways, I didn't think that cougars were like 35. I thought that was like a 40 and up thing. Okay, no. People, again, if I was. Let's say I'm in high school and I'm dating a, I'm a senior and I'm dating a sophomore. Mm -hmm. My friends would be like, ha ha, like we're cougars. That's a cougar move. Like that. I'm, I'm using the term very flippantly. I'm not being like, and now I'm going <laughs> to label you as the cougar of the group. Mm -hmm. But I would either be a cougar or just date someone rich as a fuck because love is very scary. And if I don't have to fall in love again, that'll be my best life. <laughs> just shaking his head right now. <laughs> But in all seriousness, something that might appeal more to the masses, maybe that not is only my experience. Um, I think doing anything to make yourself feel more comfortable and more taken care of, similar to, like I said, you've done with your finances, I think it's going to just put you on the right foot to enter your 30s feeling like a breath of fresh air and like you kind of got that taken care of if it is something that you're worried about. So I would consider it if you're worried about kids, definitely consider doing anything that's going to make your life easier besides rushing into a relationship and marrying someone because divorce is not fun for anyone, you guys or your child included. So that would be my advice with that. What do you think? What's your advice, Joe? That's your final advice. That's our last question. Um, well, yeah, I guess to wrap things up, I've, I just, again, I don't understand as a man, like the, the pressures of being a woman in like, getting older so mm -hmm. um i can't really like you know give you everything you're looking for in my opinion but i still feel like regardless it should be fun like i get that there's pressure with someone who started family and things but i feel like there are so many upsides to getting older and like maturing and i feel like if you're single in your 30s the people that you're around at that point, hopefully are like more true friends, you know, mm -hmm. like I get some people you're friends with when you're younger, just cause like you were friends with them in college or you guys go out to the same places and it's more of just like a, we happen to like the same things, but we're not actually like that great of friends. I feel like in your thirties, you're more likely to have like true friends that mm -hmm. whether they're single or not single, whatever, yeah. like are just well, also there for you. Thing. 
you do start catching people on the first wave of divorce, right? When you're in your 30s. Some of my friends are already getting divorced. You're like, damn, I had, I had some friends that were taken. And I was like, like back now. I was like, damn it. I'm the only single one. And then they're like popping back into single life. Hey, girly, you still out tonight? You're like, yeah. You're like, Their last text was six years ago. Where have you been? She's like, I did quick, quick, get married, get divorced JK, real quick. Yeah, in Vegas, things changed. Um, but yeah, I feel like it should be an exciting time. You know, good friends, you have money, you can kind of do more things. I love it's this just, specific time in my life. So I know that it's just getting better and better and better yeah. now. I also think that 30s aren't what they used to be. Like there used to be such a thing like mm-hmm. you didn't want to be 30, right? Like people were like, oh, that's so old. Now 30s are like your, it just feels like an extension of your 20s at this point. Mm-hmm. No, you know, it doesn't. Your 20s feel even younger. You know what I mean? And once you hit your 30s, you're like, all right, I'm vibing now. Life is good. I don't know if I can say your 20s feel younger or like all of a sudden your 30s became like a new level that ne- didn't exist before. It like feels, you said. Yeah, kind of. it kind of feels like your your um, bonus 20s. So you're hot. You're still mm-hmm. young enough to like enjoy everything. You're not necessarily falling apart quite yet, though. I will say for me, after this whole last Coachella extravaganza, I am a little bit falling apart. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just feel like if, if you look to an example and you like, Oh, my parents, when they were 30, like things were so much different when they were 30. So it's like, you can't, it's hard to compare. I think when things Mm -hmm. like this, I I feel like your thirties kind of feel like pretty epic. Like imagine when Gen Z's are 40, they'll be like, 40's the new 30. And we're like, no, (laughs) no, no, stop. Too far. Too far. Metaverse. Though it might be. I will say my grandma said her favorite decade so far has been her forties. And then now her, well, she's in her seventies now, but her sixties. She I mean, loved. I could, because like most people, if you, I mean, obviously it's kind of a generalization, but mm-hmm. if you think forties, I think of like having a family. Yeah. But if you like didn't have a family and you were in your forties, even if you like had a significant other, yeah, I feel like they'd be lit. I know. Well, Joe and I, every time we like start talking about our future, we're like looking at like the way the, <laughs> the earth is happening. And then like we w- watch people with kids and I want kids really badly, but even me, I'm like, we literally saw a baby like, crying at the beach today. And we were like, do we? <laughs> I <laughs> still do. Like four hours. I ago, still yeah. do. But I, um, when we think about it, sometimes we'll look at each other and be like, damn, we'd be so rich. Cause we were looking at the price of like what schools, kind of recently and like how expensive it is to raise a kid and send them to a nice school and all these things. And we're like, shit, we got to make so much money for this. And we'll just be like, "Hmm, or we could travel the world. I don't know. But anyways, I think the older you get, the more opportunity you have to feel comfortable in your own skin. And I feel like the older you get, the less you care anyways. So I feel like a lot of the self-imposed or societal thing about turning 30 at some point just kind of dissipates and you're like, I don't actually give a fuck because I have to actually live my life now. So, yeah, I feel like people just like, you know, they say that, but then if, you know, you're 30 and they're 30 and they're miserable and you're not like, they kind of like, Oh, like, doesn't it suck to not have a family? It's like, "Mm, I seen you look kind of miserable sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Well, that's the same thing as I said about being single. Like there's obviously I love being in a relationship with Joe specifically, but there are things about relationships that hurt and Mm -hmm. that are difficult. There's things that we have to get through together that are uncomfortable conversations and things like that, that I never had to deal with when I was single, though I did have like loneliness Mm -hmm. or like feeling like I was like 
I felt left out or just like a little bit sad or something every now and then the grass is always kind of, kind of greener. I feel like we kind of went off on a tangent with that. We did. Well, to close the tangent, I was just going to say the, this is very like cliche, I guess, mm-hmm. but like the down times make the up times worth, you know, Aww. worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, also we didn't celebrate this, but she said at the beginning she got out of a relationship, even though she didn't like, she was nervous about turning 30 and like she has this whole societal and self-imposed thing going mm-hmm. on with 30. Like people do. She said she got out of a relationship though, cause she knew it wasn't the right one for her. So that's good props, fucking job. People don't do that enough. I had a friend who did that somewhat recently too. And I'm like at the same exact time actually. Mm. And I was so proud of her. I was like, honestly, girl, I, I did not think she was going to do it. <laughs> I was like, she had the same kind of conflict. And when she did that, I was like, shit, that is, that deserves celebration because that, again, you are avoiding a treacherous path doing that, even though it makes you like scared. And I know naturally maybe it would make you want to rush into something that you know, isn't good for you for some people. So that's pretty epic that you were able to do that. So I wanted to note that too, because I forgot to say that in the beginning, but okay. So that's our last question. It's like 1am now, 1245. Um, and Joe has to get up early to go to practice. He's rolling his eyes. Joe's got to go to school. He's got school in the morning. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for writing in your questions. Joe, what did you think about this episode? Did you like that? that there were some great column? questions. Yeah. Some questions. I think my, if I had to pick a favorite, mm-hmm. that dating show one was like, <laughs> it really fired me up as you're. When as I read, so I read the first half of that before, like I was just kind of screening them mm-hmm. and there were two. I chose the first two, like just from seeing them from the emails. And I was like, these two are going to be good. I sent Joe the first one already so we could have like an idea of what was going on. Cause I didn't want to like throw him on a mic and just like him not be able to like think through it for a second, <laughs> even though you still, <laughs> thought, you still thought about it. <laughs> okay. um, uh, uh, but no, that's cute. We love when you, we love when you share what's going on in your brain. The HBO one, I read like half of it and I was like, yes, this will be a good one. And I thought about sending it to you, but I really wanted to to hear your exact thoughts, even though you had thoughts on all sides. (laughs) Every extreme. If you you give me enough time, I'll go full circle and be like, you know what? Eh, go on the show. Eh, never mind. Okay. Well, thank you, Joe, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Even though I forced you. Did not. You just fed me first, which <laughs> I made did. for a better podcast. Um, and we watched Lesson also learned. some Django. Mm-hmm. And we had a good day today. We had a great day today. This whole trip has been really nice. I was just thinking about that. I've also gotten a lot of sun the last couple of days. Yeah. So. You're looking like a bronzed god. And you're, you're a farmer's tan. Joe has a severely bad farmer's tan, especially like right when the season's starting. And right now it's kind of like, oh, wait, <laughs> especially when the season's starting, but like always have a farmer's tan. Well, especially like after, right after spring well, I feel training. Like, well, yeah, spring starting. training. I mean, baseball season. Yeah. I feel That's like it kind of goes away though. In no. The off, no, not at all. No, I'm saying when the season's starting, you've been at spring training for two months usually. Yeah. And you have a bad farmer's tan. Oh, it's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. So when the season's starting. Oh, okay. After spring training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like evened out right now because we've been outside. (laughs) Square up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we could just go on and on and on on these mics, but we're going to go ahead and put them away because we need to go to sleep. But thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review. Note to self. 
in the app store. And then you can also rate in Spotify. I love reading y'all's reviews. Make sure you can find Note to Self on social media. I will link all of the handles and all those things below. And uh, you can also find me on social media. I'll leave those links. It's at Peyton Sarton, basically everywhere. So yeah, come by me on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, all the things. And I will talk to y'all in the next episode.